Hello, and welcome to the Royal Hour Podcast, hosted by the one and only Prince Onyx. Join me on a daily to weekly basis with the Royal Court and I as we delve deep into a wide range of topics. From entertainment to politics, both professional and streetwise, to personal stories of things that we've experienced. From dating troubles to family drama and (laughs) even our own tea that'll get spilled. All from a Chicago perspective that at times can be viewed as worldly. You can find us on Anchor FM, Apple Podcasts, and more. This is a show that you don't want to miss. Thanks for tuning in. All right, all right, all right. We are back once again, once more. Thank you to the ladies and gentlemen and the NBs, my non-binary folks, and everybody across the spectrum for tuning back in with your good guy here, Prince Onyx, for another episode, another segment, another installment, if you will, of the Royal Hour Podcast. Hey, yo. All right, so let's go ahead and get into it, shall we? So, and this literally this right here this topic hit me out of the blue i literally had an epiphany and that is the inspiration behind this topic so something that i want everybody to remember and this is really me talking out loud but also talking to whoever you know what i'm saying if you find yourself in this predicament no one else's life is in your hands but your own What I mean by that is the people, the friends in your lives, they are not in your just because they're in your life. It doesn't mean that their life is in your hands. So whenever they're going through something and it's out of your control or you can't really do anything about it except for be there for them. But something makes you either it's two things. Something in you makes you feel like you have to go the extra mile. You have to prove yourself But then there could also be them forcing you to deal with their shit because they can't deal with their own shit. If you understand what I'm saying, you know, so it's like, yo, your life is in your own hands. Nobody else's life is in your hands. And once you start looking at once you start thinking about relationships from that perspective versus the more, oh, everything is do or die. So serious things start to get better for you with with relationships, be it platonic or otherwise, because dating may also get easier for you as well, because you just you're more relaxed. You don't feel this this urgency that you've placed upon yourself due to societal pressures that, oh, by this age, you got to be here in life. And by this age, you should be here in life and this, that and the third life don't work like that. And I know that we all know that, but a lot of us There are some people like me who are still operating from that mindset of, oh, fuck, okay, I got to do this by this time and I have to do this by this time and I have to do this by this age, you know, overworking ourselves and tiring ourselves out and driving ourselves to points of insanity, trying to get somewhere that just because these handful of people got here, oh, you should be here as well. You know, not everybody has it like that. You know what I'm saying? Not everybody has generational wealth for example not everybody has you know trust funds not everybody has you know the means or the access a lot of us are the one of the first people in our family since god knows when to want to create generational wealth but it's tough because a lot of us feel like damn when is our big break gonna come do i have to 
forego my job in order to, you know, ignite this like hustler spirit in me, this entrepreneur spirit? Do I have to have my back against the wall? Do I have to uproot my life from my hometown and go somewhere else just to prove a point or just to get further ahead? Like, what is it that I have to do? And sometimes spirit is like trying to tell you what the fuck to do, but you don't want to. Like, you know what I'm saying? You don't want to. You fucking don't want to. Um, Sometimes spirit is trying to tell you that shit and you're just like, yo, I don't have the means or the funds right now. Please give me time. So you're trying to like negotiate time with spirit and, and father time and shit like that. You're trying to like negotiate fucking negotiate time and be like hey look just give me time to get my shit together because maybe i fucked up some credit cards and i need to pay that debt off you know what i'm saying or hey like i i just don't have those funds right now those means you know it's just it's a lot of shit it's a lot of shit that goes that goes into that that spectrum but yeah man just don't don't put everybody's life in your hands deal with your own shit and let them deal with their shit you can confide in one another yes you should always have a sense of empathy and sympathy for your friends the same way they have for you that should be shared equally you know what i'm saying but don't make it seem like oh i have to do this for you you know don't don't create this sense of indebtment that isn't there you're not indebted to them and they're not indebted to you don't go creating that and making it seem like Oh, if you don't do this, you're not really friends with that person. The fuck? Like, fuck out of here. Like, no, I shouldn't have to do that with anybody. Or, oh, if you don't do this for this person, you don't love them. No, nigga, I'm not going to do, do shit for you where it feels like if I don't do this, you don't love me. Nigga, no, no, fuck that. Like, I'm the fuck. So fuck my needs. Your needs are the only ones that matter. And so I have to basically be submissive and submit to you and whatever fuck all that no so it's like yeah just don't don't take other people's lives into your hands just focus on you focus on you and the right people be it friends and the friends that you do have once you start reevaluating you know looking at life like that and you're like you know what yeah your problems are your problems i can help to empathize with you be here as a source of you know potential resources i can help as much as i can i can you know empathize with you sympathize with you but i'm not about to step into your world that that deep when my own world is in so much disarray and i'm just barely hanging on on some fucking days you feel what i'm saying like that shit is just that shit is wild that shit is fucking wild like because when i think about it for me like a lot of friends i've always felt like their lives like they depend I, I created this sense of dependence on them in a in a way. I don't know. I created a sense of dependence on them in a way. And now that I'm stepping out of that, it's like, whoa, okay, your life my life was never in your hands. I put it in your hands forcibly because I didn't know how to deal with shit at the time and I wanted you to figure it out. And you did. And once you helped me out, I just like kind of left you. I kind of abandoned you. And that's, that wasn't right of me because you really are a friend to me when I look back on it. And I've had to do that with, with certain friends and just be like, every now and again, I tell them, thank you, you know, because I realize I am a lot to handle and a lot to deal with. Like, and I don't mean that in a, in a good way or in a tee hee hee ha 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 funny kind of way, but in a nervously funny kind of way where it's like, damn, I am a lot to fucking deal with. I am a lot. I am just... I'm a lot. And it's just like, yo, 
Jesus, I'm getting better day by day. Trust me, people. Trust me, folks out there. But God damn, this shit is crazy sometimes. You know, life gets crazy, especially I feel like as a as a black artist, a black gay artist in particular, a black gay male artist in particular, just had to throw the gender in there as well. Because for me, I'm like always in two different worlds. Like I'm in the abstract world, you know, my artsy world and then the logical world, meaning the realistic world. And, you know, I run to the abstract world a lot just to get away from it all. You know, because the logical world can be a lot to handle, a lot to deal with at times. But when the abstract world becomes compromised or something happens within that space that I created for myself, it hurts because then it's like, whoa, this was supposed to be my escape. And now things have been compromised because I tried to bring the logical world into the abstract world. So imagine that even with dating, you know what I'm saying? Like... Imagine that even with dating, what's that what that is like for me? It's like having to be like, oh, yeah, you know, I'm an artist, but I, you know, work uh, as an unarmed security guard, uh, you know, during the day, Monday through Friday. You know what I'm saying? Like having to having to essentially tone yourself down and be so basic just to make the other person not feel intimidated, because trust me, ladies and gentlemen, in my NBs out there motherfuckers have been intimidated by me yes motherfuckers have been intimidated by me because despite where i may be in life or where my family might be due to our fall from grace which maybe i'll talk about one day when i really want to share that with you with you all you know the fall from grace um I still make something out of nothing. I still make a way. I still do what I need to do. Even if I shit got to finesse some shit a little bit, rather it's finesse shit, finesse motherfuckers, shit, finesse a family member for some fucking money or finesse, you know, do what I got to do. Do what the fuck I have to do to make a, make a way for me, me and mine's, you know? So it's just like, yo, do what I got to do. And I still hold my head up high. I don't, you know, let stuff get, get me down. Or if I am feeling down, if, if I'm not, if I don't trust you, you ain't never going to see that. But for my inner circle, they see that they see when I'm down and out and when I'm just like, yo, I can't fucking do this shit. They see that side of me where it's like, yo, uh, just damn, don't want to wake up. Sometimes some days I don't want to wake up when I get into those, those dark depressive states. And I'm so thankful for that. But it's like, you know, I'm thankful to have people who I my inner circle for that. But yeah, when it comes to dating, it's just like, yo, I don't want you seeing that side of me because it's it's like even when I do start to be vulnerable, it seems like the vulnerability ends up hitting me in the face later. It's like a double. It's like it ends up stabbing me back, stabbing me in the back. It's like a double edged sword or a knife in my back or whatever, because it's like, damn, okay, I let my guard down. I let you into my world a little bit piece by piece just to see hey this is my world my abstract world my art world you know this is the life i live and it's going to get more it's going to get better in the future but i'm also going to be hella busy and shit's going to be crazy at times you know so shit i gotta know that you still gonna be there for me when i'm working those long nights or those long shoot days or months weeks at a time 
when I'm gone, like I need to know that like you gonna be there or fuck it. You wanna be on set with me? Oh word, okay, cool. Shit, tell your job or you know, tell your job you finna be off for a while or fuck it. If you own a business, you know, you have the employees, you know, run it, have the assistant manager run things while you're with me. And you just, you know, check in on things from time to time while you're on set with me. Cause I'm the type that I'm gonna include you in my plans. The more that we are seeing each other, the more the bond is being built, the more consistency is there, the more that the more that I am building intimacy with you, I can feel I can feel myself starting to trust you enough, trust you enough to share something that's ever so precious to me, share something that I really don't like to share at all. Until it's done, of course, and, you know, do the premieres and, you know, uh, put it, you know, put it out, all that stuff. But even then, it's like I'm just very low key. I'm very low key with my life to where even my, you know, my family don't even know what, I, what I'm doing most of the time. I'm like that low key because I just don't like announcing my moves like that because, you you know, you don't want everybody in, in your life. You know what I'm saying? You don't need everybody in your life. You know, so the same way you don't need everybody in your life, stop taking everybody else's life and putting them in your hands, because then you stop viewing stuff so serious. Like I know for me, now that I had that epiphany about stop taking stuff, you know, stop putting somebody else's life in my hands. I can stop taking stuff so serious as it pertains to dating, because, again, with dating, as I went on that long little tangent just then. Yo, it's like I, once I now know that, OK, this nigga's life ain't in my hands. I'm just looking for some consistent fun, meaning consistently meaning nigga. Le- Here's the thing. If you don't want to put a title on it, that's fine. Let's just be consistent, whatever you want this to be. Shit, let's at least friends with benefits, fuck buddies, whatever, because it's like if you're not trying to take me out and I'm not trying to take you out, that's fine. But if that shifts at any given point in time to where I'm like, hey. Let's go out this time instead of just fucking each other brains out. Let's let's go out. Let's do something. And you're receptive to it. Great. But if you're not receptive to it, then OK, cool. You just a nigga that I'm fucking on ain't shit serious with you. So don't then get upset when I am no longer trying to kick it with you because I'm kicking it with somebody else more seriously. Meaning somebody else who actually wants to have a relationship, actually wants to go out. You know, we're not just always, oh, you over at my place. I'm over at your place fucking each other brains out. Wham, bam. Thank you, sir. Get the fuck out. And then we don't speak for a while. It's like, no, nah, fuck that. Who wants to? Because essentially you're making yourself a permanent booty call. And the energy that that puts out there is. Uh, hold on. Uh, had to take a swig of water. But the energy that that puts out there is that you're not deserving of love. You're not deserving of, I don't know, you're not deserving of anything that you truly want. And you feel like this is the best thing that you're ever going to get and the best thing that you're ever going to have. So why ruin that? Why forego that? But sometimes you got to be willing to forego some shit that you, you end up outgrowing. I feel like at a certain point, I feel like at a certain point, Oh, my bad. If you hear any scratching, girl, that's my beard. Oh, Jesus. It was a little itchy. <laughs> just, you know, into my chin, you know, the uh, just a little itchy. Anyway, <laughs> I feel like you putting that energy out there that you're undeserving. You know, you you outgrow shit eventually. 
And when you outgrow shit, because I feel like everybody eventually outgrows their whole phase. And if you don't, hey, that's on you. But I feel like a lot of people outgrow that phase of hooking up and just wanting something more serious. Not in the sense of settling down, because settling settling down is still a form of settling. And you don't want to settle because then you'll settle for less or settle for anything. Um, But, you know, just uh, that part of just building something, building a bond, a partnership, building up something. Because I feel like if you look in a more upward direction of things in life, more good will come, you know, because there's a lot of fake nice people out there. A lot of fake nice people who you got to be careful of folks who are self-proclaimed good people. If somebody is a good person, they don't have to announce it 511 times. You're going to know that they're a good person by their actions, by their character, by the discernment that you carry within you. That's how you're going to know that they are a good person not because they're proclaiming it every other five damn minutes you know because just um yeah just uh, it's a lot y'all a lot to unpack a lot to unpack i will touch back on this in just a moment but we will now go over to a word from our potential sponsors in the future but not even potential because yeah, I'm, I'm going to speak that into existence. Sponsor of today's show from Black and Ugly. Peace. I'm pretty sure most of you are familiar with the line from the Notorious B.I.G. Black and Ugly as ever, however. So I'm here to tell you about Black and Ugly, a clothing line where the phrase itself is an oxymoron and it is not everything that you think. Rather, it's everything you think it's not. Here at Black and Ugly, you are going to find unique pieces of clothing from hats to hoodies to sweatpants to camouflage pants to backpacks to little pins that you can put on your backpack as well as your clothing down to jackets, hockey shirts, so on and so forth. And mind you, this is not your typical average wear. No, this is wearable art created by a black woman for for the people by the people. This is like FUBU 2.0. Black and ugly. It's everything that you think it's not. Be sure to head on over there and let them know that the Royal Hour Prince Onyx sent you. Ow. Hello, hello, and welcome back to the Royal Hour Podcast with your good guy, <laughs> with your good guy here, Prince Onyx. Sorry for that little fumble stumble in the beginning right there but anywho moving on to the next topic for this episode okay y'all can we talk about honesty and transparency in communication right so the reason why i want to bring that up and talk to you guys about this is because here hold on wait i'm actually recording this from my phone and there seems to be an issue with my charger i don't know what the hell is going on child these damn power strips at work uh anyway child anyway back to the topic at hand anyway can't control some things and you have to accept it but anyway honesty and and transparency and communication so there was this guy who is another fuck nigga i'm gonna just keep it a buck with y'all another fuck nigga and this motherfucker you know is always on he's the type of nigga that's always on that what you doing shit and it's just like yo look that what you doing shit is cute 
you know, when you're a teenager or in your early 20s. But nigga, I'm 26. I ain't got time for this 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 babying shit, this mind game shit, this gaslighting shit, this oh sometime because he's a sometimey nigga. What I mean by that is, you know, he'll give a fuck sometimes, but because he got X Y Z going on, you're treated as a fucking last priority, damn near second to last, dead last, if not a fucking afterthought and for me i'm tired of that shit so i just have been like berating like and it's gonna sound crazy but fuck it i don't give a fuck i've been basically blasting his ass and just going in on his ass every chance i fucking get because it's just like nigga look i want you to understand that you stood me up after like we met once and we had some amazing sex but after that because I again another situation where I wanted more and he made it seem like he wanted more too but as of today and this is November fucking 3rd 2021 because I just finally asked him I was like nigga when prior to us meeting did you just get out of a relationship or some shit and you know you didn't fully heal from that or were you still seeing a nigga was it complicated what was it and he told me that he essentially was seeing a guy and he was newly single which is a fucking red flag because it's like okay nigga if that's what it was, again, you should have been honest about that and transparent. And furthermore, I held myself accountable too. So I'm never finna make it seem like, oh, the other niggas are always, the other party involved is always the bad party. No, I played a role in that shit too. Because knowing me and how thorough I normally am, I would have been asked that shit. If I even felt like it was like, okay, mm, and, and that's the thing. How could I have known to ask that shit? You know what I'm saying? When you first meeting somebody, you don't ask them off rip. At least not in this way, because I'm just fucking bold and blunt with this shit. Yeah, did you just get out of something? You There's a way that you, like, get the answer to that question. There's a way to ask that question where you're like, so what was your longest uh, relationship and what was your, you know, uh, most recent relationship status? You know, a way where it's like you're coy with it, but you're not, like, hitting the nail over the hammer directly. You're just being really sly with it. You're, like, putting the nail fuck it okay if this was jigsaw it's like a motherfucker is trapped and the only way for them to get out is to like literally put some nails through their fucking legs and they have to just keep pushing and keep pushing until you know the more they the once the nail is at least a good decent amount through then it's like oh okay cool bam you know uh all right you out the trap but you know it's like yeah i should have asked him that too and i didn't but today i finally asked because i'm just like all right dude look we met last year in the midst of the damn panasonic panorama the pandemic and again we were supposed to go out to we were supposed to like one weekend we were supposed to spend the whole weekend together he was going to get a hotel room i literally packed a bag ladies and gentlemen literally packed a bag saturday texted him he texted back but I didn't hear from him for the rest of the day. And my dumb ass, my gullible ass, and not even gonna say dumb ass, because fuck it, we've all been a fool for a nigga, whether you was in love or not, or the dick was just too bomb, or the ass was just amazing, bombastic, the throat was just, oh my God, snatch my soul. But I literally waited that whole week. I'd waited Saturday, then shit, by Sunday, I was like, all right, fuck it, ain't shit popping. So I just unpacked my bag and just kept it pushing. And I just accepted it for what it was. Then another weekend, I literally cooked for him. Um, I was going to have him over. He stood me up. And I remember that because I literally called up one of my homegirls. Hey, Crystal, if you're listening. And I was just like talking with her. And then uh, we ended up uh, doing like a little project. 
um, that unfortunately won't, won't see the light of day, but it's more of a personal thing for me and her, and I, it was really dope. I, I enjoyed it. I enjoyed it. Um, but yeah, that happened, and eventually I just got tired of it and just stopped talking to him. So when he would text me, I would literally treat him the same way he treated me, leave his ass on red or get back to him the next day or within the next three to five business days because you got to treat somebody how the fuck you want to be treated, you know? And so I just was going off on this nigga because I'm just like, dude, look, you have played me more than once to the left. You have made me look like a fucking fool, which is a no-no in my fucking book. You have disrespected me to the utmost high. You think I'm finna really keep playing this game of cat and mouse with you? Then, of course, today he wants to finally reveal every fucking thing that he's going through. You know, and I see here's the thing. I think it scares people, whether it's a guy who I'm interested in or even some of my friends with how quick I am to say fuck the family. And what I mean by fuck the family is if your family is a bunch of motherfuckers who use you and you've seen them use other people and you keep trying your hardest to get their love and validation and their acceptance or whatever the case is. And it's, it's only, they don't appreciate you. You're very unappreciated. And the ones who do appreciate you, hell, you barely even acknowledge them. It's the ones who don't appreciate you because for some reason you're hooked on getting their validation. You're hooked on getting acceptance from them. You're hooked on getting loved by them. Something that you're never going to fucking get. And you need to be comfortable with that. Just because we family don't mean shit. It's a lot of family members who I do not fuck with to this day. And I won't. And so when this fucking film career and this music career pops off, when, not if, bitch, but when, because I'm putting in time, patience, blood, sweat, tears, and money into this shit and investing in myself and betting on myself, you niggas are getting cease and desist letters off rip. So if any of you bitches even remotely try to reach me, you're done. You're fucking done fuck that like you ain't never gonna be able to fucking reach me ain't nobody finna be like oh i remember when bitch i remember when you never supported me so who telling a lie here huh who telling a story because it ain't me bitch it ain't me motherfuckers will quote unquote support you but when you really want motherfuckers to show up for you be it financially or coming to a show or coming to a premiere or even just buying a fucking ticket even if you can't make it you buying a ticket is still putting money into my fucking pockets genius you fucking doofus, you dumb fucks. Like, I just, you just really, niggas just really know how to fuck some shit up. Niggas really just know how to fuck some shit up, especially your family, when you are damn near the motherfucker who has achieved what a lot of other, what certain folks in the fucking family haven't achieved. So they're secretly jealous of you. And they wish that, and they want to get like you, but because they are older, they feel like, oh, you know, life has passed them by when it's like, bitch, you got people, you got elders still going to fucking community college to at least get an associate's degree. People who, who couldn't even go to college. And that wasn't that long ago for us black people. So it's like, don't fucking sit here and tell me that what the fuck you can and can't do when we got elders who are literally going back to school, getting a GED even. Why motherfuckers who had to drop out in the fifth grade, in the sixth grade, seventh grade, eighth grade, they didn't graduate, they didn't go to high school. You know what I'm saying? And now they're taking life into their own hands, even in their golden years. It gives them something to do. You know? So it's just like, yo, look, for me, I'ma just say this. For me, you know, I feel like it intimidates and almost scares motherfuckers with how quick I am to, in a way, disown my family. But it's like, yo, look, as a fucking artist, 
as a fucking artist, the shit that I've had to endure as a black gay artist with my family and the sheer lack thereof of support. Yes, there are those who have been supportive, but I wish to God they would have been more supportive. But then shame on me for trying to make them be something that they can't, because guess what? We don't have generational wealth. We don't. And anybody in this fucking family who does and just ain't telling us the fucking secrets, because, again, we as black people are taught to lose yourself. It starts with our women. Black women are taught to lose themselves in relationships, be it with, you know, their spouse, oftentimes hell, vicariously living through their children or just, you know, losing themselves in family per se and always being the strong black woman for everybody in the family to turn to but then can't nobody do but then can't nobody you can't have nobody to turn to that's what i'm trying to get at and then it's like so for me as a black gay man it's like you know niggas just uh, i can't describe it but it's just like niggas just really be so shook at how i'm just like fuck the family because again as a black gay man for me who's also an artist And I don't like this nine to five bullshit because it's like I'm literally working for somebody else to make them richer. And they're just giving me mere fucking scraps because, you know, by law, you have to pay now because trust me, a lot of these motherfuckers would rather it be like slavery where they didn't have to pay us. And essentially, that's what this nine to five shit damn near is. It's another form of slavery because you feel so trapped and indebted and you struggle trying to think of what life is like having to be back on the job hunt or back on the prowl. Even though rule of thumb, as they say, it's easier to get a job while you still have one. And even that can be a myth or be a difficult hoop of fire to fucking jump across. So for me, it's like, yo, thank you to the family members who have supported me. Thank you to those who have supported me. And I hate the fact that those who I who have supported me I've been harsh on you because of our lack of generational wealth, because, again, we don't have that. But it's like for me feeling as though I'm the one who has to, like, create this fucking generational wealth or at least be one of the ones. Because there are some people in the younger generation, my generation and the generation under me that are doing things. And I applaud them for that. But for me, it's just like I am dealing with. My parents splitting up after 30 fucking years. I'm dealing with shit. It's what November now. And I'm still healing over being ghosted by a nigga who I've surprisingly enough and crazy enough. Still got love for you, Tevin. I know you're fucking listening secretly, nigga. (laughs) You know, and also dealing with having to clean house within my inner circle and within my production because niggas are really just showing their true colors and showing that they don't want shit to do with me they don't want to see me win they'd rather me be suffering like them so i've had to excommunicate so many people and when i tell you it the darker the dark clouds are slowly but surely being removed and i know it's a few more snakes that are going to fall out the fucking closet trust me that i know ladies and gentlemen but what i will say for them is that you know what if y'all didn't learn from what the fuck i did to this bitch as as i discussed in the last episode about having to block this motherfucker across the board emails phone, uh, phone number text messaging uh shit social media platform everything a whole nine yards just to ensure that they could never set foot near me and then having to do some other stuff on the spiritual side to protect me on that aspect because motherfuckers who are into spirituality not everybody has a good heart you have a lot of people who are evil and that bitch is one of them so if y'all didn't learn shit from that i hate i I would hate to have to 
dish it out again and unleash the beast that is within me. I would hate to have to do that, but in the same breath, I'm going to do it. I'm going to fucking do it until I fucking can't no more uh, or until I don't feel the fucking need to. But you know what? By then, it'll already be too late because once the beast gets unleashed another fucking time, he's staying unleashed off the fucking hook to ravage any one of you raggedy bitches. But again, I'm dealing with all of this shit and yet here I am still, what I say, I say all that to say y'all is that I'm dealing again, dealing with my parents splitting after 30 years, my mother having to really find herself as a black woman, you know, and then relying on me so fucking much. And I got all of this shit going on on my fucking plate. So it's just like, yo, no, I don't want to fucking be your emotional support system. I need to be my own goddamn emotional support system. Sorry, not sorry, but the emotional incest and the psychological bullying can no longer happen. It can't and will not. So I say all of that to say that it's like, despite that, it's like, nigga, I was still making time for your ass. Oh, yeah, I'm an artist. Once again, I'm a fucking filmmaker and a musician and all that other shit. And I was still making time for your ass. But now you want to keep telling me about, oh, you got this, this, that and the third. Look, my heart goes out to you and, you know, your mother and her health. My heart goes out to you for that. But as far as those family members who don't give a fuck about you and don't appreciate you, you need to be willing to say fuck them and stop trying to please them. Stop trying to win them over. You can never win somebody over. First of all, you should never have to win anybody over. But once they see that you keep doing that, in their minds, they can keep raising the bar. They can keep raising the stakes so that they can scoff at your attempts and your efforts to show them how much you appreciate them and say, that's not good enough. You need to do better. You need to do this or do this for me. Buy this. Da, 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 da. Take care of me. You see, as black men, again, that's the fucking point. As black men, be you, be ye heterosexual, queer, whatever the case is, a lot of us are, are still battling this mentality of I'm the man of the fucking house. How the fuck you going to be a man of the house and you seven years old? How the fuck you going to be a man of the house and you eight years old? How the fuck are you going to be a man of the house and you're a child? You're a teenager. So you know what? A lot of and, and a lot. And there are black women who do this to us, to black boys and black men. Fuck you, bitches. Fuck you, bitches in particular, because y'all put way too much pressure on these boys and already fucking their heads up to where they feel like they have to go out and be the man that fucked you and left you. That's fucked up. And even the reverse for you black men who do that to your daughters. Fuck you, too. You're making her pay for the sins and pay atonement for the bitch who you laid up with and she broke your fucking heart. And because of, you know, fragile masculinity and because of toxic masculinity and hyper masculinity and over sexualization, your best bet is to just fuck, 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 fuck and break more hearts because you're trying to run away from the problem that is your broken, bleeding heart. You don't want to take time to heal that. And then on top of that, you haven't even been given the tools to do that. So that so, so you got to picture it like this as a black gay man dealing with heartache and heartbreak. And we don't have, you know, a lot of us don't have mentors or, you know, like a gay mom or a gay dad or a gay parent. That whole ideology who isn't trying to fuck you, by the way. But a lot of us may not have gay parents who can mentor us, mentor us through our 20s as we're trying to navigate through the world and find our fucking selves. And my heart goes out to all of those true gay mentors who are not fucking on their, you know, gay kids, because a lot of that does happen. Nobody wants to really talk about it, but that does happen. So I say all of that to say that we are not given the tools and we are at such a disadvantage to where 
communication is just just lackluster communication is lacking unfortunately it's lacking to the extent of it's like yo you keep asking me what i'm doing i'm telling you what i'm doing you don't follow up with oh well hey let's get together let's this that and the third or it always feels like you it's fuck it always feels like i have had to be the one to initiate shit just to get you to want to get off your ass and hang out see this is why see this fuck it this is why I miss, miss that nigga Tevin so much because with him, he actually loved being involved and included in my plans because I wanted to include him. You know what I'm saying? It never felt like a chore. It never felt like none of that shit. But this other nigga before Tevin is like this nigga right here. It's like, yo, and, and then today, so he wanted to, so apparently he said we need to, because of, you know, me going off on him via text. Oh, we need to talk about this over lunch or coffee. And I told him, okay, well, let me know when you want to do that. He then tells me, oh, I just invited you out. Nigga, how did you invite me out if you're talking about, okay, we need to talk about the stuff that I'm talking to you about, me, i.e. going off on your ass. We need to talk about it over lunch or coffee. You didn't say, let's do lunch or coffee today. You didn't say, uh, what's your schedule like this weekend? You, You did ask where I was at earlier today. And nigga, I was at the fucking house doing some journal entries, doing some self-care, you know, getting ready to shower before going, getting dressed and oiled up and all, getting oiled up and dressed and all that shit and heading to a job that I truly despise. But you know what? I'm here until goddamn it, some things fall into place, which they will. And I'm just going to stay hushed about that because real G's moving fucking silence like lasagna. And it's like, you know, okay, nigga, you talking about you was getting off work early today. So I said, all right, well, keep in mind, nigga, I go to work at 3.30. So what time were you trying to link up? And you couldn't even fucking tell me that. It's like, you, it's like bad enough, nigga, you forget that I work the, I, I, I work the afternoon shift. You forget that, my nigga, you forget that. I'm like, the weekends work best for me, sir. But, you know, the, the, the piss poor communication the piss poor honesty it's like trying to hold a black man accountable it's like trying to pull teeth from a horse your ass gonna get kicked in your head and in your shit every fucking time you know you can lead a horse to water but you'll be damned if you make that motherfucker drink it and i'm done trying to lead motherfuckers to anything it's like yo look i'm not trying to heal you i am simply trying to love you black man i'm simply trying to love you show you that you matter, validate you, honor you, respect you, admire you, uplift you, hold you, all that shit. Freaky, nasty sex that we just both be like, God damn, that shit was nasty. Damn, it was, wasn't it? Like we joke about that shit and we go right back to it. We hang out on the weekends, just stay in the house and fuck on each other all goddamn day while watching, while shit on again, off again, watching some shit on Netflix or watching fucking true crime documentaries. So you hitting this shit from you, hitting me deep in my fucking guts right when we find out that a motherfucking killer did this and the cops caught him. And I'm just like, ah, ah," like, you know, just fucking my brains out. And I'm in return, fucking your brains out nigga okay verse sex is the best sex nigga like what let's i just uh i just whew, sorry because i had a little bit of a shit not even a flashback but shit a hypothetical i guess you would say a hypothetical flashback because i was having a premonition of experiencing that with a black man because see the hardest part about loving a black man be ye a gay black man who's only dates black man or being a black woman who only dates black man is realizing a lot of these niggas are stuck in a set in a second adolescence mentally spiritually and emotionally 
because they haven't had the space to be themselves. They haven't had the space to experience and acknowledge their feelings without, you know, being called out their names. They haven't been been they haven't been allowed a lot. And so here I am trying to love these niggas because child look i have tried the interracial shit it has not fucking worked i'm not trying to be fetishized better yet furthermore i'm not i'm not i do, I do not want to have to continually feel like i have to share my culture and every fucking thing with somebody else who profits who can then profit off of the culture profit off the people not give a fuck about us and then turn around and say fuck us in the same breath while fucking me no or me fucking him no, it's not going to happen. Literally, ladies and gentlemen, and to my non-binaries, my penis doesn't even, my dick doesn't even get hard for a white guy. So, what, and I'd be damned if I'm going to let a white guy top me. Fuck that. Slavery, anybody, uh, anybody remember that? Buck breaking, the raping of black men and boys. Oh, yeah. Okay, thought so. Just wanted to clarify that, you know, because motherfuckers be, like, that's the thing. It's like, as black people, we always have to fucking give disclaimers. We always got to give fucking disclaimers to explain our fucking existence. Why the fuck do I always got to be like, hey, I'm not I'm not racist, but or hey, this is just my preference. Bitch, y'all don't ever have to fucking explain that shit, but we do. Fuck it. Ugh. Anyway, loving a black man is one of the most difficult things because you want these the niggas that I have met who have broke my heart, the ones who really were worth a damn. I saw not even just potential in them, but I saw something in them that they didn't see in themselves because, hell, they've probably been told that they wouldn't even amount to shit or were probably disregarded and kicked out and ostracized by their families because of who they are. And so now they're still trying to prove themselves to their family and get their fucking family's approval and love, something that they never will get. But because they, they don't get that, they're going to keep trying and trying and trying. Well, bitch, you finna run yourself crazy and I'm not finna be there to watch that. But you know what? For all you niggas who have hurt me, all you niggas who have hurt me. And yes, this even, you know, includes Tevin. Fuck it. Fuck you the long way. Heal yourself. Get your shit together. And you know what? Ladies and gentlemen, if you are a black person who exclusively dates within the race intra-racially, understand that you can be ready for something, i.e. love, and that other person is not ready, and you have to accept that. You have to be okay with that. You have to make peace with that. And understand that if he, she, or they, whomever you are attracted to, if they end up boomeranging back to you, it's up to you if you want to give them a second chance. And even if you do give them a second chance, be smarter with it. Better yet, remember what it felt like when you and them were first together, when y'all were in love. And then remember what it, feel, what it felt like when they broke your heart. Remember how long it took you to get over that, how long it took you to heal. Remember all of that shit. And then while you are remembering that shit, also be sure that you have since then, between the time that they broke your heart to the time where they end up coming back into your life, be sure that you've set boundaries for yourself. Be sure that you have set boundaries for yourself to where you tell a motherfucker off rip, this is what you will and will not tolerate. And these are non-negotiable. You break this, we're done. Fuck you the long way. And that's if you take them back. If you take these niggas back, if you take these motherfuckers back, you know what? Let them know what it is and what it ain't off rip. Let them know these are the terms and conditions. And if you can't agree to that, you got one chance, my nigga. One. One. And if you want to be nice, three strikes and you out. Cool. Okay. Whatever. Bet. 
But you break that, you got one chance. And if, if, I'm, if I'm being nice, you got three. But once you strike out, that's it. I don't give a fuck what's going on, child. A fucking meteor could be coming down on Earth right now. And if you can't fucking respond and let me know what the fuck we doing tonight, you know, before the zombie apocalypse kicked off, well, nigga, child, I just hope that your ass survive because I'm going to have to break up with you. Or fuck it, if I'm stuck with your ass during the zombie apocalypse, I, it would, I would hate to have it have it where it's like it's a post-apocalyptic world. Now you want to get your shit together. Now you want to get your priorities together when damn near everybody that we love is either dead or we so far apart from each other that we don't even know who's alive and who's not. The fuck? Like, nigga, what? what? Like, nigga, if this was a Resident Evil type shit, I need to know that we going to get through this and we not finna get bitten or scratched or none of that shit by these zombies, by fucking uh, Annihilation, uh, what was fuck? Because they had a lot of different crazy monster characters. I think that nigga name was Annihilation. Wasn't it Annihilation? Anyway, or Abomination, whatever the fuck that nigga name is. The nigga that was like stars. Whenever he saw a star member that would kill them, whatever that motherfucker name is. You know, I'm saying if this was some Resident Evil Left for Dead type shit, I need to know that nigga, you got my back and we finna and I got yours. I, you got my back just like I got yours and we finna make it through. But if I can't even get that, if I, if we can't even shit, if I can't get past the what you doing or the other bullshit the gaslighting and the mind games how the fuck can i then expect you to ever have my back it's like seriously loving these niggas has not been easy and with this guy in particular today who i just finally just said fuck him because the other day i had a little mental not even mental it was an emotional breakdown because i was like yo i'm really about to try to put myself through this bullshit with this nigga again because what I'm lonely and it's getting colder outside, so I'm trying to snug, you know, snuggle up with your ass. But that shit gonna come at a cost of my sanity, man. Fuck you, nigga. I ain't got time to be boohoo crying into my fucking pillow, except for when Summer Walker's album drops and when Mariah the Scientist drops the deluxe version of Rai Rai World. Anyway, then that's fine, bitch. Cause that's that's music, okay? That's different. But it's like. I'm not finna cry over your ass because you ain't shit but spoiled milk. So, nigga, you're going to reap what the fuck you sow. And that just is what it is. And I'm not finna help you with that. I'm not about to indulge myself in the world of trying to fix and save you niggas. Because I'm done trying to be your hero. I'm done trying to be your savior. Your savior should be your ancestors. It should be God and answer and your ancestors. Those are your saviors. Those are your heroes. Those are the ones who can help you get your shit together. So that you can actually meet the person who you're supposed to meet and be in love and live the life that you want to live versus causing unnecessary stress. Causing unnecessary stress. It's like, I swear, niggas just, it's like you try to love these niggas and the moment you you let your guard down and you be vulnerable, then they decide they want to hurt you. So then when you decide to boss up, say fuck that, you take matters into your own hand, you take your life into your own hands, your power into your own hands, you just throw your hands up and say, you know what, nigga, I've had enough. So when you do, so when that nigga does come back to you, you end up either treating him like the piece of shit that he is, or again, if he's proven himself and his actions speak louder than his fucking words, like say a nigga takes you out the blue about going to the movies or going to out to dinner. So you're like, all right, cool. And they tell you to the, either if it's the movies, they tell you the movie, what time, what movie theater you are there. You are there before them. Cause you want to see if this nigga going to really come through or not. And if they do, you're like, Oh, okay. This nigga actually, okay. You get some brownie points for now because you came through, 
Let's see how far this goes. Okay, we're enjoying the movie, this, that, and the third, da 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 You're making little subtle motions. Either you're trying to, you know, hold my hand or rub up on my leg or, you know, uh, you're trying to, you're leaning on my shoulder or I, or I can lean on your shoulder or whatever the case is. Just little subtle shit where it's like, oh, okay, you're trying, I see you trying to take initiative. I see you trying to take initiative, nigga. All right, cool. After the movies, y'all go out to eat or whatever. And it's like, oh, he already made reservations or even if he didn't make reservations but he initiates it or if even or even if you initiate it he's down with that versus him versus it seeming like he's in a fucking rush because if you're in a rush then it's like oh okay nigga i know what this is bullshit you was just trying to kill some time today well fuck you too and have a nice and miserable life fuck nigga have a nice and miserable life you fucking cunt anyway <laughs> any fucking way <laughs> any fucking way you know, you just feel like, well, damn, nigga, like, you know, for on some real shit, y'all, you just feel like, well, damn, nigga, what about me? Am I not good enough? You know, so I just, mm, yeah, a nigga come back in your life and, you know, they take initiative, they've proven themselves, you give them a chance. But again, you set your boundaries, you let that shit be known from the door and you just let them know, hey, you got either one chance or you got three, tr- three chances, three strikes and you out. So try to do the opposite of fucking up and do right if you really want this to work. Because, see, the problem is with a lot of y'all is y'all don't realize once you come back to somebody who you've hurt, they have every right to really tell you to fuck off and to leave them alone and lose their number and block them on social media if they haven't blocked you. Or you have the ones like myself, because I'm just that person. I'll give you a second chance. But... You're on a you're on very thin ice with me. You're on very, very thin ice, very, very thin ice with me. You are on thin ice to the point where it's like, nigga, look, this could go horribly wrong or this could go epically right. But the power is in your hands because now you claiming that you know what you want. I'm here to luckily still and single. But you fuck it up i'm i'm done i was already done but mm, your energy feels different this time let's see if you're really bulletproof or if you're just faking it let's see if you are really about that life or if you're just full of shit let's see what you about my nigga let's see if you really mean it and if you don't hey look you had a chance a second chance at that and you blew that Good luck having a miserable life because you're going to die alone, you know? And so, yeah, <laughs> as I think about it, ladies and gentlemen, and to my NBs out there, that that's all I got on that segment. Like, let me know, like, how how do you feel about honesty and transparency in communication? In communication being clear, open and concise. What does that look like to you? And what are some things that you will tolerate when it comes to communication? And what are, I'm sorry about that. What are some things that you will not tolerate as it pertains to communication? And how do you feel about the whole, you know, what you doing, uh, where you at, what you on? You know, if it's not leading into something there, it's like taking initiative is, it's a great thing when you do it. But a lot of these niggas don't know how to do it. Here, hold on, y'all, water break. Oh, Jesus, child. Y'all know me. I'm a chatty patty. But anyway, 
a lot of these men don't know how to communicate. And in one breath, it's not their fault. But in the same breath, we have to hold black men accountable, be they straight, gay, bi, queer, whatever the case is. You have to be held accountable, black man. There's nothing wrong with that. You know, being held accountable is a good thing if it's coming from people with good intentions versus somebody who's just trying to do it as a way of scolding you and berating you. And if somebody is trying to hold you accountable, quote unquote, while scolding you and berating you and making you feel like shit and lesser than you need to then reevaluate that person and excommunicate them out of your life. And again, if you find yourself in a predicament where a guy or a woman, whoever scorned you, you know, came back. And they have proven themselves and they are willing to prove themselves. I want you to sit back, relax and watch the show. Watch them perform this time instead of them watching you perform. Watch them perform and see if they live up to the standards that you probably have raised even higher since, you know, the time that since the last time y'all saw each other and they broke your heart. So little do they know they're doing the bare minimum in comparison to what your real standards may be. But again, you know what? Tell them enough, but don't tell them all everything. Tell them enough just so that you can be like, hey, here you go. Here you go. Let's see where you're going, what you're going to do with this. You, you feel me? <sighs> I just soothe, child. I just niggas, 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 niggas. Sorry, my voice is a little hoarse. <clears throat> Fuck it, y'all. Look, I had a cook, half a cookie earlier, edible. And my, you know, shit, your throat get real dry. I wish to God I had some peppermints. I still got some cough drops, but girl, you know, some throat lozenges to, you know, soothe your throat. But look, anyway, I hope y'all enjoy this little raspiness. Okay, I sound like T-Boz a little bit. Oh, baby, baby. Can y'all imagine if uh, TLC really did get that uh, Hit Me Baby One More Time song? Oh, the child. That, uh, I'm getting off topic, but fuck it. Before I close this, some artists really be shooting themselves in the foot. And I'm going to just leave it at that for now, because I'll fuck around and probably do an episode on that, probably with a friend or so. And we just discuss like music history and music facts about, oh, this song was supposed to go to this artist. Oh, can you imagine what? Anyway, we'll do that later. But NT who enjoy this message from our sponsors again, our future sponsor. <clears throat> Jesus Christ, my voice. I'm so sorry, y'all. Future sponsors trying to make this quick. Future sponsor of the show, Black and Ugly. It's everything that you think it's not. And we will be back on the Royal Hour podcast. And my th- voice will be, my throat will be cleared. And uh, <clears throat> the, 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 whatever is trouble happening in my throat will be vanquished. <laughs> All right. I'll see you guys in a bit. Peace. I'm pretty sure most of you are familiar with the line from the Notorious B.I.G., Black and Ugly as Ever, however. So I'm here to tell you about Black and Ugly, a clothing line where the phrase itself is an oxymoron and it is not everything that you think. Rather, it's everything you think it's not. Here at Black and Ugly, you are going to find unique pieces of clothing from hats to hoodies to sweatpants to camouflage pants to backpacks to little pins that you can put on your backpack as well as your clothing down to jackets, hockey shirts, so on and so forth. And mind you, this is not your typical average wear. No, this is wearable art created by a black woman for for the people by the people. This is like FUBU 2.0. 
black and ugly. It's everything that you think it's not. Be sure to head on over there and let them know that the Royal Hour Prince Onyx sent you. Ow. Hey guys, and welcome back to the Royal Hour podcast with your good guy here, Prince Onyx. So we are actually going to wrap up this episode for you guys. We were planning on having a one of my first co-hosts join me, but something personal had transpired behind the scenes. So I'm sending out my love and prayers to my friend during this time. Uh, but she will be around, you know, once things are the smoke has settled, you know, for lack of a better term or phrase. But just want to say once again, thank you all so much for tuning in today and just hanging in there with me you know i mean i'm still rocking it solo dolo still doing my thing and laying it down and just talk 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 talking <laughs> and i pray that my laughter fills you with fills you with an immense amount of joy and pleasure and it just takes your mind off things and fills you with some hearty laughter as well cuz laughter at times can be one of the good good forms of medicine because you're just releasing those dopamines and all that other good stuff to make you feel good because i swear this world loves to tear us down but that's another conversation for another time anyway and either way i just want to say once again thank you all for tuning in to the royal hour podcast this is your good guy prince onyx and i am signing out i will see you guys in the next one peace